What's up, everybody? This is your girl, author Monique Duel, and welcome to another episode of Having a Moment with Moni radio show here on the Hard Radio Network streaming from Benin, Nigeria. Hey, family, I hope that all is well with you and that you had a good week. Thank you all for your love and support. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast that is on Spotify and all of those uh, major podcast platforms that we stream on. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening faithfully to what the Lord has to say to us week by week. And I'm telling you, it's never a dull moment. Uh, Listen, for those who are new here, welcome. I am a five-time author, radio show host, podcaster, uh, all of those kinds of things. I do a little bit of everything. I am the mother of a son with cerebral palsy, a big sister to a brother with autism. I am a multi-award winner, international speaker, and a partridge in a pear tree. Amen. So listen, uh, I have a few books out there. Uh, Grief is a Gangster is one of them. Uh, and it's self-explanatory. I'm talking about overcoming grief. Uh, Caregiver CPR, which is talking about how to prevent caregiver burnout. That book is also on the Walmart app. Amen. We're so proud of that. And my children's book, Jeremiah the Jackrabbit, and it is a story for all ages. I turn my son into a superhero and he does something nobody expects. He's the different looking forest animal with the funny looking chair and the glasses. And they're like, ooh, who is that? You know, that sort of thing. So y'all check those out. Uh, they are also on Amazon, Barnes and Noble and all of those kinds of things. Or you can head on over to my link tree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Monique D-U-E-L-L to see a lot of my um, appearances and platforms that God has allowed me to be on. And it has just been an amazing ride thus far. So listen, y'all, let's get into it. This uh, weekend, I had the privilege and the honor of attending the Hope and Encouragement Foundation, Hey for short, H-A-E, uh, Foundation's Mental Health Awareness Month event. And their thing was, let's talk about it. And they were talking about um, their thing was aspiring healing through comforting conversations. And they were talking about survivors remorse because they've lost family to suicide and, and bullying and all of those things. And to hear, you know, to hear these riveting stories of families who have been ripped apart by suicide and bullying and even uh there was uh another person who was there sharing her testimony uh of how she is coping with gun you know uh as a victim of gun violence because her son was gunned down and how the 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 powers that be you know the 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 laws and the government and all those kinds of things have treated her on her quest to get justice on, you know, justice, you know, for her son, I, you know, just to hear the impact and the, and the pain in their voices and to see their body language and to know and, and understand in part, because I, I, I've not had a relative, um, who has committed suicide to my knowledge. Uh, and so, but I do know what it's like to feel suicidal. 
and want to attempt it. I do know what it's like to hear the cries of help from others who feel like death is the only way out. And I have been a victim of bullying in high school because I was different, but necessary. But anywho, the the strength that these people exhibited as they boldly shared their stories and their testimony and their tears and their pain. Man, let me tell y'all something. This is why we have to be so careful how we engage people. We have no idea what people are going through and experiencing or have experienced in this life. You look at people and you think they got it all together. They dress nice. They, you know, they have a nice job. They may drive a nice car. They live in a nice home, but you have no idea the day-to-day wherewithal that it takes to be them. So can we be kind to one another? Can we do that? Can we can we be careful with our words and with our actions and with our deeds? Can we put ourselves in somebody else's shoes for a fraction of a second before we react to a thing and say, hey, if that was me, would I want somebody to say that to me or to do that to me or to treat me that way? Can we start being a mirror can we can we just start being a mirror? Can we put ourselves in the mind of a mirror? Every time we walk around, we see our own reflection of what it is that we're getting ready to do or have done already and make those changes. I I was so grateful to be in the number. Uh, I was invited as a vendor. And so, of course, I got to hear everything. But I also got to connect. And I'm telling you, all the power of connection is something else. Listen, if you have a phone charger. You can hold it all day long. It's not going to charge your phone. It is only until you plug it into the power source. Iron sharpers, irons, lady. Iron sharpers, irons, iron, ladies and gentlemen. It's not until you plug it into the power source that is connected enough to begin to give the phone the charge that it needs. I need y'all to hear me today. Who are you connected to? And what are they doing to you? Oh, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> uh, are you being recharged and refreshed or are you being drained and depleted? Boundaries. Boundaries. Hey, listen, I had to learn it, y'all. You got to learn how to say no. I said this before. No is a blessed word. We just do and do and go and go and think, you know, we are building up some sort of brownie points for God. And and we're not. We're just running ourselves ragged. And these people are just eating it up because they know you're going to. They get to the point where that you have enabled them. And so now they just screw stuff up because they know you're going to come rescue them when nobody else is. You're not just going to sit there twiddling your thumbs. You sit there and say all day, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Where are you right over there doing the exact same thing that you said you wasn't going to do? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we have to have these comforting and uncomfortable conversations with people when we see that they're headed towards danger. And for these parents that had no idea that their jovial children was feeling suicidal and things like that, I know that there's a lot of judgment surrounding this topic. We hear people say all the time, well, oh, well, you wasn't, why wasn't you watching your kids and all that kind of stuff? You could be watching and still not be looking. Oh, you could be engaged with them and they still will put on a facade and things like that. And I'm not saying that, that let me say this, you are not a bad parent. 
Okay, you are not a bad parent or caregiver just because one of your family members, your children or your family members doesn't make you a bad person just because you a family member successfully committed suicide. I need you to take that guilt right on off of you right now and be free in the name of Jesus. There was nothing you could have done more than you more than you have already done in that area. It is not your fault that your loved one or your child decided that death was the better option. And here's the thing. I still believe y'all and I stand 10 10 toes down on it. I still believe that even in the face of death, God still is present with us. And God still has a way of taking the most tragic thing that you will ever face in your entire life and turn it into triumph some kind of way if we allow it. I can't imagine the pain and the guilt and the shame and and the stares and the gossip and all of those things that these families have had to go through simply because their child or their loved one decided to end their life. It comes with a whole set of 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 things that. But listen, this event was much needed. And I hear a lot of people saying that, oh, we don't have resources for this and resources for that. But then when they are created, we don't show up to face these uncomfortable things in our lives. Why? Listen, you got to pick a side and stay there. You can't keep saying that nobody will help me and there's no this and there's no that. And then when the Lord creates it, you don't even show up because you're afraid or ashamed. How else are you going to get help if you don't take the first step? You have to trust somebody with your pain. And that's the point. You have to trust somebody and be accountable. Force yourself to be in a community And if it does not serve the purpose after you have attempted to try it out, then fall back and research some more until you find your niche. But don't go through life, y'all. Seriously, don't go through life like like you're an island. (laughs) We weren't created as an island. If God wanted us to be an island, he'd put us on put one person in each part of the world with nobody else if you wanted us to be an island he'd have made special world huts if you will for us to exist in bubbles so that we wouldn't interact with anybody else we wouldn't receive no love no care no compassion or none of that i guess everything we would have gotten we would have gotten from him and him alone so y'all stop saying long as i got king jesus i don't need nobody else it's a lie (laughs) you do need somebody else it and it's us We are supposed to be here to cohabitate and get along with each other. And so I listen intensively as these people pour their heart out in advocacy for help and hope and healing. Y'all, we are hurting out here. And there are those of us who have the answers 
and the wherewithal to be able to have that conversation with somebody because we've been there and yet we sit there and fill our days up and our schedules up so we don't have time. Who else better to minister to a mother or a father who has lost a child to suicide than somebody else whose child has committed suicide? Think about it. I'm talking about pure connection. Now, I can have a general conversation with you concerning that, but I that's not my experience. That's not my area. I can only minister to you from a pure place, from an area that I have experienced and or conquered. Otherwise, I'm just I'm just talking at this point. Find your area. And heal. You begin to heal by being in community. You have to release the pain. Whatever the pain is, whether it's, you know, because you lost someone due to suicide or gun violence, which I've been talking about in the last few episodes, whether it's from trauma, you know, from childhood abuse or domestic violence, whatever it is, you have to speak it to release it and you have to trust somebody with it. You have to trust that God has placed someone in the earth for you to be able to release and get the healing and the help and the hope that you need. And hay is a wonderful foundation that is geared towards just that. They are here in the Suitland area for those of y'all who are in the States because this show airs everywhere. It it is called the Hay Foundation, H-A-E. And they deal with mental health issues. They they collaborate with people such as ProTalk, who is a great, excellent counseling uh, foundation and things like that, who deal with all kinds of uh, mental health aspects. And so this was hope in action, y'all. This definitely was hope in action. We got to talk about it. How else can we we heal if we don't talk about it? It's not just going to disappear or dissipate because we wish it to disappear and dissipate. It's not going to just disappear or dissipate because we pray it to disappear and dissipate. No, we pray because we're seeking God for the strength and the wherewithal to then take the appropriate action steps to heal and be free. God is not a genie in the bottle, y'all. Keep saying it. You're not just going to rub him and he's just going to be like, oh, okay. Let me move this out your way and things like that. We are going to have to take deliberate steps, one foot in front of the other and walk this thing out. There are some things God will do. Don't get me wrong. My God, when God shows up and, and does a quick work. Oh, Jesus, my God. If you've never experienced that, just keep on living, baby. When he just comes and you just before you realize it, you're out. But there are other times that you're going to have to do the work because there are other things and other underlying issues that God is going to reveal to you throughout these tough conversations with him in life, throughout these tough issues and trials and tribulations that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers from them all. He has a standard and he has um, a blueprint of how to do just that. But if you don't talk to him, and find out what it is, then you're just walking blindly, trying to figure it out. I can't imagine what the mindset. Oh, my God. I, I just can't imagine y'all. 
I sat there in tears at my table. My heart was breaking. I, I just I felt the tightening of my chest as these parents and, and loved ones described what it was like going through the process of learning that their child or their loved one committed suicide or, you know, they lost, you know, uh, their family uh, members due to gun violence. I was triggered, as they said. But I was also ignited to action even the more to share my story and testimony in the arena that I am in. I am not in those arena in those arenas. However, I do know what it's like to suffer trauma and suffer pain within my own story and my own testimony. So it just ignited me the more to 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 um, take this ability to another level as far as making sure that my parents and caregivers stay sane and and asking God, what is the next steps to, to advocate in that arena, to have those tough conversations, to address those tough feelings that we have that y'all think that we're not supposed to have because we love God and are the call to code to his purpose. Listen, yes, we are, but we are human also. Yes, we feel shame. Yes, we feel guilt. Yes, our families uh, try to take advantage of us. Yes, our families have poor boundaries and we allow them to have poor boundaries. Amen. And we accept we have accepted in times past things that were not good and acceptable and pleasing unto God for our lives. But today, no more. I say no more. I say no more. Set boundaries. Say no in a creative way if you just don't want to say no. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Uh, I, I will not be participating in that. No, thank you. Because like I said to y'all before, you'll be, you done, you be done drove yourself to the crazy house or to the grave and they just going to go find another sucker. Mm-hmm. To start their 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 process, you know, to to start their path all over again of destruction. And dysfunction. People who are unhealed don't have nothing to offer you but destruction and dysfunction. Did you know that? Oh, okay. Okay. They don't have nothing to offer you that will be beneficial to you until they are seeking healing and doing their work. They have no accountability. They have no morals and no standards. What possibly can they give to you or do for you that will be productive? Just like this plug here. If I don't plug this plug into the power source, my phone won't be charged. But yet I'm still talking on it. And as I'm still talking on it, the battery is going lower and lower and lower. This is how some of us are with people in our lives and with our families. They're just plugging into us, sucking, sucking the life out of us. We still giving them money knowing they ain't never going to pay it back. And they keep lying, talking about they want to borrow. We just keep letting them take stuff from us and, and without even asking. They just think now because they're just so comfortable with you. They post just walk in and just take stuff and say, oh, I need this. I need that. You, you can buy some more or whatever and walk out the door. I know because it happened to me. I couldn't believe it the first time it happened. And I did not speak out against it the first time or the second one, y'all. Let's just be honest because we love our families. We don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't want confrontation and things like that. But, um, 
If you keep allowing people to take from you instead of pouring to you, where do you think that's going to lead you? If they know all they got to do is call you and give you a sob story, not even anymore. Girl, give me $20. Girl, take me to get something to eat. I'm hungry. And depending on the nature of the relationship and how close you are with them and how you see them in your life, in their position in your life, you're going to go and do it. Knowing full well you ain't got money to buy nothing. See what I'm saying, y'all? We got to talk about it. We got to talk about these tough conversations and be and be loving about it. Understand that you're going to get some kickback. Yes. But at the end of the day, you're going to sleep at night. <laughs> you're going to stop eating Ben and Jerry's at three in the morning. Mm hmm. OK, look. I'm saying to everybody under the sound of my voice. There's a better way to live your life and experience the joys of life instead of always having a problem or always having an issue and always being upset and angry and stressed out all the time. Who wants to do that all day, every day? I don't. Because what happens is our bodies look for a way of escape and our flesh is going to take us everywhere. That we don't want to be in a way to in, a, in an attempt to escape the pain and all of those things that we have allowed and is still allowing. Tell me why you can't set boundaries. Why, why is it that you can't say no? Why have you become a people pleaser? There's a reason for it. And it's not a positive one. It's not a positive one. There are feelings of rejection or abandonment and trauma somewhere where you feel like you just have to. You just have to. You can never, ever say no. Think about it. Spend quality time with yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. I'm serious. Spend quality time with yourself. Be deliberate about spending quality time with yourself and just take just sit with yourself at the park. I don't care if it's your car, whatever. Just sit. No phone. Look, put your phone on. Do not disturb. Just sit and allow yourself to hear yourself. Inhale and exhale and breathe and just allow yourself to feel for once and think about your life. And I promise you, y'all, I promise you that if you sit and especially if you sit in a posture where you're meditating on God and the word or you're just and you're sitting there like, Lord, speak to me today. What 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 do you have to say? I need to hear from you. Y'all, <laughs> you're going to hear some stuff you ain't going to want to hear. And I don't know why you don't want to hear it because you know it already. So I don't understand this whole thing of, ooh, did God just say that? Like you didn't know it. A lot of us, for a lot of us, we already know what the deal is. We know what the deal is. We 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 not shocked, surprised, broadsided, any of that. We know exactly what is going on. And for some of us who have been naive because, you know, the enemy likes to mask things in the name of love 
you know, in the name of compassion, you know, in, in the name of, you know, church and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Amen. Try the spirit by the spirit. Total destruction and dysfunction. Mass in sweetness and and kindness and and um being a people person and all those kinds of things. But what is the goal? What is the motive? What are you doing it for? Who are you doing it for and why? Is it giving you the charge you need to keep your battery full? Mm. And this event, y'all, I'm telling you, just just to hear how one story, one can make such a huge impact. All it takes is one. I told y'all this before. God is not concerned about numbers. He is the number. He is the one. <laughs> it, 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 God is not concerned about numbers. And I'm going to prove it to you. I Listen, as I said there, I was there from 9 o'clock to 3 p.m. in the afternoon. It wasn't until 2 p.m., y'all, that people began to come by my table and, and they passed by the whole time y'all and wanted to see what everything was about in between the sessions which were weighty but it wasn't until that hour that people became became you know came to my table out of curiosity and began to talk to me and ask me about this ability they wanted to know what it what it was that this ability does and wanted me to share my testimony now they just listened to somebody for hours talk to them about suicide prevention and and all of those kinds of things and overcoming those feelings and things like that they were attracted to grief as a gangster they were attracted to caregiver cpr they were attracted to some of the merch that they saw on my table and that that was my moment to make impact in the area that i was in I could not minister to them from the point of suicide because I, I, like I said, I don't have family members to my knowledge who have committed, committed suicide, but I could minister to them from a place of, I can tell you what it was like to be suicidal and what my thoughts were. So that way, if they encounter another family member who may show these signs and symptoms, which is some of the same signs that are in caregiver CPR, by the way, then they will know how to help them or attempt to help them. I hugged people, y'all, and and embraced people at the level I was on. This is what I'm saying. It don't take it it it, it takes one yes from God in your life. It takes one act of obedience, y'all, to save somebody's life. How do I know if they weren't uh, thinking about committing suicide? I don't know. I was there on assignment. All that time. I sat there for five whole hours before anybody. Listen, it does not matter. And I said this when I posted my photos and things like that on social media. It does not matter who's in the building. 
It doesn't matter who they are, what their title is. If you're there and you are on assignment, God will send them to you. I don't care where you are in the building or your position in the building. I was not on the panel. I was not one of the speakers. I didn't have to be. I was in the building. They had a choice of whose table they wanted to go to and and interact with and whose product they wanted to buy or or inquire about. Choices. Listen, y'all, we got choices in the places that we're in, in the spaces that we're in. We have choices and options. We have a whole variety of things to choose from to do what God has called us to do. My God today. Thank you, Jesus. We have people that are set in places that are waiting on us to give us what it is we need to carry out what God has told us to do. I'm trying to tell y'all. I sold six or seven books to one person. That says a lot. This lady said, oh, my God, I'm so glad you're here. I I applaud you for what you do. She was the she was the wife of the organizer of the event. Lady Britain, she said, thank you, Monique, for what you do. This is needed. And I'm glad that you're here. I didn't even know that this existed. We are we are grateful that you are here. We have special needs, families and loved ones in our community that need what you have because I can't minister. We can't minister to them on that level because that's not our area. Do you understand what I'm saying to y'all today? I, she says, yes, I'm a mother and I can only relate to them as far as being a mother, but it ends there. I can't tell them what it's like to be a caregiver 24 hours, 365 days a year with no breaks and no family support. I can't tell them what it's like to feel the mom guilt and shame in that area when your child has a disability that you feel like you're at fault for. I mean, come on, y'all. Impact. Talk about it. Build upon it. Allow God to birth the ministry in you because of it. She bought seven books. (laughs) That is the listen. To date. That is the that is uh, to date. From my new book collection. That is the most books I have sold at one event for my new books outside of uh, doing consignment at bookstores or people, you know, buying books because they wanted to have, you know, um, a seminar about it or things like that. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about at a pop up vendor event. Then her mom comes over and goes, oh, I want this book right here. She said, I need this. Grief is a gangster. She was like, can I, you know, pick it up and flap? I was like, sure. She was like, you wrote this? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, oh, my God, this is amazing. She didn't even listen, y'all. She didn't even get past the first page. She started reading the first page and tears began to well in her eyes. She said, oh, my God, I got to go. She said, I'm going to get this book. Wait a minute. I'll be right back. Let me go get some money to get this book. She said, because I she said already 
The Lord is ministering to me already. She almost could not contain herself. This is why your yes has to be non-negotiable. It's not about Monique because Monique ain't want to write about it. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about losing my grandmother and my sister back to back like that. I, I didn't want to have to tell people, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> yes. I didn't want to tell people, yes, ma'am, I, 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 I went to bury my grandmother and I didn't even get out the house to go to the cemetery when I got the call that my sister passed. I didn't want to talk about that or tell nobody that, much less put it in a book. I didn't want to tell you what that was like, how my mental state was, how, oh my God, I can't even begin to articulate to y'all how that feels. And I'm still processing to this day. It ain't even been three years yet. I think it might've been two and a possible. This is what I'm saying. You have to you have to trust someone with this kind of pain. You have to be accountable and allow God to take you through your healing journey. I have to do the action steps because I have to surrender it or I can hold it and die. It's up to you. You can take your trauma and triumph with it or you could turn over your grave. It's your choice. And it's not because you don't have help or options because you do. We have been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. The word says so. Yes, it's painful. And and look, let me tell y'all this. The more I talk about it, there are times when I boo-hoo like, ooh, child. And there are other times I stand 10 toes down and I'm bold as a lion and I don't feel it. I don't feel the weight of it. And I believe in my heart. It's because God carries me. Every single time I speak, it is God. There are times where he allows me to break down because somebody needs to see me break down. And know that it's okay for them to break down. Hello, somebody. Stop trying to be a brick all the blasted time. Even bricks crumble with enough force. There are times where I, I don't I don't feel a thing until the Lord has me to pray and intercede at the end of it. I can talk about it and everything smooth sailing. Then he wrecks us at the end or sometimes it starts from the first sentence or the first word. And God just <laughs> he does what he does. And that's great. Because it's not about me. I was totally full, y'all, after I left there. I was heavy, but I was full at the same time. Not because of how many books the lady bought, because of the impact that I'm making in the in the earth. Just to connect with people. And even as I left, y'all, to go get in my car, I am, oh my God, I thank you, Father. I went to get, um, I went to go put my stuff in the car. And I walked out and the organizer said, hey, you know, do you want to take some stuff with you here? You you know, take some stuff with you because we're not going to eat all of this and all this kind of thing. And they had food. They had boxes of food. He was like, here, you may know somebody that may need it because we, we can't take this stuff home. We don't have space. So the gentleman that was out there was walking me to my car. He said, let me take that for you. Listen, y'all, there's nothing like a man. My God, ladies, there is nothing like a man, <laughs> a gentleman, okay, that will see you struggling 
to get to the car and will open the door for you, number one. Then take the stuff out your hand and say, where is your car? And then stand there and wait for you to get in the car and shut the door for you and then pray for you and then send you on your way. Good God Almighty. This pastor, honey, he was so wonderful. He was so wonderful and so gentle in spirit. We stood out there in that parking lot and talk. I know for at least 30 minutes. I mean, just just to, you know, be able to interact. And I ain't talking about no funny business, y'all. Pure fellowship. Pure platonic fellowship. We need it. Everybody ain't trying to shoot their shot, ladies. Gentlemen, every woman ain't trying to shoot their shot. Ministry. To be able to share my testimony and things like that and, and all that because he was one of the ones who was helping with the event. So he did not have time to, you know, to sit and frolic with us and, you know, in the halls as vendors and things like that. But I noticed him going around to each and every one of us to 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 meet us and to um, <clears throat> interact with us and to thank us for being in the building. We were having a conversation and he asked me, what did I do? What disability was and things like that. I never told him I was in ministry. I never told him what my title was or any of that stuff. I didn't do any of that. We had a basic conversation or should I say basic as far as I know. But the spirit. hmm, I told y'all the spirit bears witness. Before I left. This man prayed like my life depended on. It. He prayed heaven down on earth for me. Ain't know me from Adam. Target prayer. Pinpoint accuracy. This is what I mean. This is why you have to be in the position where you are vulnerable enough to have these tough conversations and let your yes to God lead you into places where you will be before great men and your gift makes room for you. After we talked and that man prayed and he he wanted to know about my wheelchair van and things like that and asked all the questions he wanted to ask. I mean, it was awesome, y'all. This whole day was prophetic for so many reasons. And after it was over, he was like, uh, I would like to extend an invitation for you um, to come to my church to bring us a word. Come on here. What? <laughs> Little old me. The one who didn't want to talk to nobody about nothing. The one who was who had a right to remain silent and chose to until God pushed me out the nest and enlarged my territory. Man, listen, every prophetic word that has been spoken over your life, I decree and declare it shall come to pass. I don't care what you say, but you better do what God told you to do. It his word cannot lie. His word cannot lie. His word cannot return to him void, which means it cannot be uh uh unfulfilled. It cannot be negated or dismissed or demolished. It is a done deal. Whatever God said you was gonna do, it is a done deal. And I am a witness of that. He was like, Listen, you <laughs> he said, I love your spirit. I love what you are doing and I appreciate what you're doing. I have plenty of people, again, same thing in my congregation who need what you have. And I would love for you to come and share whatever the Lord lays on your heart to share. 
Man, come on. And look, y'all, if that if that wasn't the kicker, he he told me, you know, I say, OK, so, you know, what, you know, where where are you? You know, where's your ministry and things like that? He gave me the address, y'all. How about this? The numbered address of his church is my tag number. <laughs> I can't make this up, y'all. This is what I'm saying. God will put you in places and it don't make sense to you at the time. It's not until you come out of a thing or come through a thing or even while you're on your journey that you begin to have these aha moments and see God. (laughs) His numbered address is my tag number. Talk about coincidence. No, ma'am. No, sir. I think not. God was in the building from the time I pulled up in the parking lot until the time that I left. If I, I all of the people that was there and there were plenty of people there passing to and fro, passing to and fro, picking up business cards and brochures. I was there for those three individuals and I was in a room filled with people of at least 40, 50 people passed through there. And God sent me there for four of them. This is what I'm saying. There were other people who were there who were pastors and clergy and all kinds of stuff. And some of them were the speakers who had lost children and loved ones who committed suicide. Pastors. Did you hear what I said? And 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 and, and, and all kinds of, and serving in all capacities of the ministry. Uh, people who were doing praise and worship and all those kinds of things. T- sharing their triumphs. Oh, my God. I need y'all to see it. I need y'all to see it. Just because we serve God and love God does not mean life is not going to happen to us. And I'm not I, and I'm not saying that from a sense of, you know, of an attitude of get over it or uncaring. All I'm saying is this, that when you go through trauma and you go through devastation, God is the healer who makes all things new. And he will use that which you have suffered To bring you to a place of victory. That doesn't mean you're not going to keep that, that. That means that doesn't mean that you're going to stop crying over what happened. That does not mean that you're not going to no longer feel the sting and the weight of what has happened. What it means is that once you allow God into your space and you invite him to heal you in that area, the enemy can no longer take you down the rabbit hole to destroy you with it. It'll he will suggest it. Yeah, the enemy will still come at you, but God will deliver. Why? Because he will send somebody like Monique Duell <laughs> as a vendor or as a presenter or as a preacher for the hour or as an intercessor or as a praise and worship leader. To usher you into the presence of God so that you can get what you need from him. I'm like the doorman. You know, you go to a hotel, you have the bellman to take your bags and take you to the room. That's what we do. We 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 bring God to you on a silver platter and say, Here he is. Ah shit, Raman Sokol. Ah yeah. This this is this is who God is. Here he is. Let me introduce you to Jesus. And it's up to you to accept or reject. 
It's up to you to take the free sample like you walking through Costco and Costco got all the free samples and they smelling good and looking good. And they say, try this. It's on sale today or we have this available in stock. Listen, every time God shows up for you, baby, he has everything, my God, today that you need that is in stock. He never runs out. Oh, God, I feel your presence. My God, today. He never runs out. He brings it to you and give you choices. Hey, I can do this for you this way. or I could do this for you this way. I could do this for you this way. And it's up to you to say, yes, Lord. Yes. Woo. It's up to you. Mm. As they say, the ball is in your court. I'm listen. I'm just a messenger. I just come to tell you what. Listen, we all do. We that's what a testimony is. We come and tell you where we was at and what God did for us and what He's yet doing for us. And say, listen, if you're having problems in this area, listen. I'm a special needs mama and a special needs uh big sister. If you have problems in this area, this is what disability does. This is what God will do for you because He did it for me. This is how you stay sane in the midst of unpredictability. This is how you 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 take action steps to grieve the fact that you're not going to have the child that you imagine that you're going to have. This is how you get over. This is how you get through the pain. I won't say get over. Get through the pain and the turmoil that the enemy tries to destroy you with. This is how you overcome these nasty family members and these uncaring individuals in the community and things like that. I am the representative. All I can do is present Jesus to you and then you decide if he is worthy of your time your attention and your life Mm. that's all I can do y'all that's all I can do that's all I can do all I can do is paint a picture and I'm the canvas oh my god he is Jesus Hmm. I usher him in he allows me to usher him in. He allows me to be in his presence, to introduce him to you. I bring him to you through every book that I write. I bring him to you through every testimony. I tell you, I bring him to you with my lifestyle. And now it's up to you to talk about it. Testify and turn your trials into triumph. Change your victim mindset and become victorious with it. <laughs> what you gonna do? Hmm? <laughs> Listen, y'all. Listen, I wasn't trying to cry today, but it's okay. Listen, I I, I can honestly tell y'all, God, God help me today. I can honestly tell y'all, I ain't want to do none of that. Some things for us to speak hurts more than if we don't speak them. But it's doing, listen, this is where the enemy gets us at. He tries to silence our voice. Never let Trials and tribulations silence your voice, steal your joy, steal your praise. Never. You have a voice prayer for a reason. Go back to the shows where I'm talking about voice prayer. I can't remember what episode I'm in. I'm 74 episodes in now. We have a voice prayer for a reason. It's unlike anybody else's. 
And it is so important. Your voice print. Listen, when you go buy a phone, right? It don't work unless it's activated. Everything is available on that phone. That you need. To be productive. But until it's activated, it is of no use to you. That's your voice print. Ooh. Your voice print has already been activated with what you need and and the oh God in heaven today. <sighs> Your voice print has already been activated with the power from the Holy Ghost to bring about healing and deliverance, to shake atmospheres, to change people's lives, to do what needs to be done in the earth. Your voice print has already been assigned in the atmosphere. And it will still be doing the work long after you're gone. Through your business, your your books, your products, whatever. It'll still speak. The vision will still speak. Somebody else will pick up the vision long after you're gone. Your voice print will still speak. Talk. Get it out. Cry it out. Scream it out if you have to. But talk it out. Take back your power. Stop letting people run over you like you a speed bump or a doormat or something. Stop letting people walk all over you and say everything to you and do anything to you with no consequence and no confrontation. No, ma'am, and no, sir. Those days are over. Take the authority that you possess in Christ Jesus and keep it moving. If they leave, oh, well, if the friendship ends, oh, well, if the business ends, oh, well, if the relationship or the marriage ends, oh, well. And I'm not saying it in a dismissive point. I'm saying it in a position of God knows what your life needs. And he knows how to orchestrate and bring you through those things. He knows how to free you. He knows how to deliver you. He knows how to set you up. Your gift makes room for you and bring you before great men your testimony if just one person decides to put the knife down y'all i'm telling you if one person decides to live again or to not do what they were going to do whatever that is it don't have to be suicide it could have been anything else that was that was contrary to the word of god whatever that is They decided not to smoke. They decided not to drink. They decided not to be promiscuous. They decided not to overeat. They decided to try Jesus because of you. Do you know how privileged you are for that to happen? Do you know what an honor it is to serve God and to walk with him and to be in the number of the great cloud of witnesses do you know how precious and honorable and majestic it is to be filled with the holy spirit how amazing that is you god ain't gotta give you nothing it is a privilege not to take lightly i gotta go i gotta go y'all i love (laughs) y'all I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I pray there's something lit fire under your hind parts today. (laughs) As my grandmother used to say, your hind parts. I hope you've been pushed and encouraged today. I hope you're in tears like I am. 
because that means that God is ministering to you. Even if your spirit is turning and you feeling some type of way, that's God. And so listen, ladies and gentlemen, listening to me from all four corners of the earth, continents, territories and such. If you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, it is simple. Repent and mean it. That's the first step. Repent, do a 180. Repent for your sins and mean it. Ask the Lord to come into your heart and he will. Talk to him in honesty. Let it all out. 52 cards up. Put it all on the table. God, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I don't know how. I don't know what that means. I, I don't I don't know how to accept you and let you in my heart and in my life because I'm mad at you. I'm blaming you for every wrong thing that has happened in my life, in my family, in my space, in my world. I am mad at you. I don't. I need your help. I know I'm mad. I know I'm mad at you, but I also know that I need to be saved. Lord, can you save me? Can you save my soul, Father? I want you to be my Lord and Savior. That's how you do that. You ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior. You believe you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus was born. He was crucified for your sins. He was buried and he rose on the third day with all power in his hand. He has the keys to death and hell. There's no other way by which men can be saved. The word says it like this. If you call on the name name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Not you may be, you might. It's a possibility. You shall be saved. And if you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, welcome to the family. Now, you need to find you a good Bible teaching church home that is productive, that is that ministers to your spirit, that that helps you to grow and cultivate that thing which God has birthed in you already before you were formed in your mother's womb, before your father's seed dropped it like it's hot. Uh, And let me say this, and I say it every show, don't join the church because Pookie and Mama and them go there. That may not be where God wants you to be. Sit for a while, follow for a while, listen, ask the Lord to show you what you need to see. And don't be so quick to join an auxiliary or ministry or things like that, unless you feel led to. Get filled first, sit for a little while, get recharged, get, get, let the dust settle and get yourself acclimated to attending church and, and Bible study and learning how to study the word and all those kinds of things. And then surround yourself with community. Like me, who tell their testimony, who don't mind telling you the testimony to help you grow and glow. We want we want you to grow and glow. We want to come up together because we're all in this together. We are one body of Christ. We we are in we are many persons, but one body. And whatever part you play, you better play it and, and you better do it well because God does all things well. Don't be a handicapped Christian, y'all. Don't do that. Okay. Do your part and do it to the best of your ability. And if you need help, reach out. I am all, listen, y'all, I am available. Y'all can hit me up on social media. I am everywhere. Just if you type in Monique, do you'll see it. I'm everywhere. I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I am on YouTube. I'm on the Wisdom app. I even have a WordPress blog. Yeah. I do answer every inbox and every email. And listen, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, ask him. He will fill you. He is a he. He is a person, not an it. You don't catch the Holy Spirit like he's a cold or something. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. 
with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, understand when you start to speak, you're going to talk baby babble. Yes, that's normal. Until you spend more time with God, your tongues will increase. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're not speaking to God because you are. You're speaking spirit to spirit. It's not supposed to make sense to you at all because you are talking to God in his language. Ooh, that's not toko. Whoa, my God. Ooh, Jesus, I felt that. Mm. My God, you're talking to him in his language. Hey, when we worship in corporate worship and we sing and speak and talk and all that in English, we're talking our language to each other. But when we but when we speak to God with our heavenly language, we're talking his language. Hey, God. Hey, 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 hey. I got to go. Oh, my. Yeah. You're talking his language. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I feel you. Thank you, God. He wants your heart. Mm. He wants your heart. He said, try one more time, but try with me. Do life again, but do it with me this time. Mm. He's saying, I love you with the everlasting love. I love you. I love you. I love you. I want the best for you. I love you. And I have a purpose and a plan for your life. God is telling you today. He wants you. Every bit of you, even the quirks and the and the flaws and all. He knows that they're there. You ain't got to tiptoe around God. See, that's the thing. You ain't got to tiptoe around him because he already know it's there. Give him your heart. All of it. Give him the pain and the trauma and the drama. All of it. Give him every tear because he bottles them and counts them. Every hair on your head is already numbered. Even the ones that haven't grown in yet. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Yeah, he's mighty. (laughs) And rejoice in the Lord. In all things, give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. Thank you guys for tuning in into another episode of Having a Moment with Moni here on the Hot Radio Network from Benin, Nigeria. Let us pray. Father, oh God, we thank you for your presence on today. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Even if we had 10,000 tongues, we could not possibly thank you enough. We could not even begin to show the amount of gratitude that you so deserve. We thank you, Lord, for being with us today, for ministering to us. Thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice, oh God, who listens to us faithfully week after week after week, oh God. Thank you for healing and deliverance, Father. Thank you for provision, for protection, for strength, courage, and wisdom, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for everything that pertains to life and godliness, Lord. You say that your word will be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Thank you for Holy Spirit who fills us, who leads and guides us, who teaches all things and gives us the strength to bear what is necessary for where we are. Father, thank you so much for having a moment with Moni. Thank you for the Hot Radio Network and for everybody who pours into us weekly. Lord God, thank you for leading and guiding us into all truth and righteousness. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory 
We give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Y'all head on over to my link tree. As I said earlier, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Monique Duel to find out all things Monique Duel. Check out the books and the merchandise store. Get a cup, a mug, a few t-shirts or whatever it is. Let it be a blessing to your life. And I will see you guys next week on Having a Moment with Moni. And I'm gone.